0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com
1: and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
2: Good morning. Welcome to At Home with Robbie Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services. I'm Trent Haston from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts, Sunday 9 to 10. Ho, 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 here we go. You it's the be... merry time of year. <laughs> <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Catch us in line. You might be getting a Bojangles biscuit right now. What you do on the way to church? I think my, that's our audience. Get my, you my church gives donuts away
1: now. Donuts? Have
2: donuts. I have you. gotcha. Uh, uh, my son drinks coffee. He's six. <laughs> no, no, your son drinks black coffee. That's a fact. Dark coffee.
1: All my kids are drinking. I got oh. a. I got a real fancy coffee machine in my kitchen. You know, now when we redid our kitchen, and they're making kind of mochas, and these kids are below. <laughs> yeah. These kids are
2: preteens and kids. I don't get it. Well, Trent, this possibly could be our last show ever at WBT because I think I, we have uncovered the holy grail that they keep in a back room oh. of their coffee machine, and I got some. And so I'm afraid there might be some some sort of letter or reprimand for us getting into the Well, I got stash. some coffee out of the broken machine. <laughs> so when I start twitching and fall out, just <laughs> gotcha.
1: move me on down the road, Rip. We got- <laughs> you did your job. We got
2: gotcha. you. We, we got gotcha. you. Wait, no, you're talking. That's a Yellowstone reference. Yeah, we're in
1: here talking a little bit about we Yellowstone. Were. we're recording this on Friday. That y'all all know we're we're we're
2: lit by lit by lunch on Friday. With in good spirit and caffeine. Nah, really. It's it's, it, it's not. But when they say that we're going to take you to the train station, that's when it's bad. Oh, go ride the train on Yellowstone. Oh, I you don't want to go to the train station. Nah, only my boy Ryan Bingham. We don't need to talk much about Yellowstone
1: cuz some people might not watch it. I would recommend watching it. Don't too. let your kids watch it. <laughs> Definitely don't not. let your
2: preacher know you watch it and ask for forgiveness when you watch it. How about that? And maybe maybe ask for some forgiveness for us because obviously we we watch it. It's uh
1: jeez. Well, well, I grew up watching some some rough stuff with my pops, you know? I mean, I mean, if he got a if he got a a raw dog cable movie or something back in the 80s. <laughs> he was having a celebration. He was calling the kids in. He's like, come on, we got some Charles Bronson. Let's go. <laughs> Death Wish 4. <laughs> nah. Oh, man. I mean, man, we were we were, we were aluminum full and, and black and white antennas.
2: Turn the dial with your hand. I mean, I promise you. I, t- I took a trip back to the 1980s yesterday. I was walking through a, a customer of ours, and they had Norman Rockwell prints all over the wall and i'm like man i remember going to my grandparents house and it was like the same ones probably when i was five six years old i was thinking that was like the 40s i think it probably was but
1: i mean i don't know my parents didn't have Norman rockwell my parents
2: your grandparents do you remember no
1: mine did i mean that's cool it was all good my dad has some rambo posters he got in the video (laughs) adventures you know after the movie had been out three months they give you the poster Had to replace it with a new poster. Video adventures, man. And now Redbox has kind of faded. Have they? Well, I mean, everything's going Because we were going to the mountains Thanksgiving, and we have a DVD player in our van that hadn't been watched in a year and a half. And (laughs) Reagan's like, we'll go by Redbox. And she kept pulling over, trying to go where there used to be Redboxes. And uh, They're gone. She said, man, first it was Blockbuster, now Redbox. And then... You know, you can stream everything now. It's just crazy how things evolve and work. You know, I, I thought Redbox would never go. Do you think Redbox was a victim of COVID? Uh, no, I think it's a victim of technology evolution. I mean, some people and, still and, do. And you DVDs. don't need a disc anymore when you can sell something for the same price, and you don't have to turn it back in and get a late fee and you, go
2: get it and do all that. You know, what you, <laughs> you can if you take a one of those CDs and you kind of like crack your wrist back a little bit and fling it like a frisbee. I mean, you could do some major damage.
1: You're you're hurting people with with no, CDs squirrels, compact discs. <laughs> Man, goodness gracious! I'll tell you this: I am I only do about five percent of the, probably about two percent, counting all of our companies of our Christmas cards. Whereas, God bless my wife. Thank you, Reagan and, and and Jody. This is a shout out to the women. I mean, she used to come to the office. And we'd work all night and do Christmas cards. That's how we used to do them. I did, every, you know, all of them or they wouldn't get done. Uh, I mean, my Aunt Brenda would, would work on them too and then like to write personal notes so you get to know people. And, and we were a different size company then. <laughs> but, man, I like to write personal notes. So I love coming across people's names and being able to write something personal. But, geez, I'm so tired of this chore. <coughs> I should have brought him in here and zoned y'all out. and I,
2: Knocked out another six. I think I might have saw. I think I might have saw one for TJ. 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 And getting on the Christmas card list. He's on the list, dog. He's on there. I promise you. Oh man, y'all skipped me. Wrote him a nice note. Trying to write on this thing. I, I got to go back to the compact disc thing. Though. It does. When you start saying that, I mean, I immediately start feeling old. I remember. Do you remember your, the very first CD you bought after the the cassettes? Yeah, I do too. Mm -hmm. I mean, and you're a little little bit older than me, but like, now they're gone. Like, that was like the big technology. We could skip to the song we wanted to hear. I mean, we were living large. I think the
1: first CD I bought was Salt and Pepper. I think mine was ACDC. And the first cassette I bought before that was Run DMC. (laughs) Maybe Beastie Boys. (laughs) No, Fat Boys. Fat Uh. Boys. All right, mine was. I bought both my first CD and my cassette, my cassette first, at Freedom Mall give you give you some kind of perspective.
2: I, I, I was wrong. Mine wasn't ACDC. It was Snoop Dogg, and I bought it at the Eden, in Eden, North Carolina, the Eden Mall. Wow. And I got in a lot That was trouble. when malls were popular. And I came home, and my mom and dad said, that is not happening. Glad I don't own a mall. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I always wanted to put all my life in, on the line for a mall. <laughs> you have a little baseball card stand? <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I, the malls have evolved as well. Uh, so it's crazy to see how... Covid, real estate, and all of this evolves. But uh, we'll talk about our guests. I'm really excited about this. You, he's, Bill Crawford, yeah, Wilmar. He's old school. You say he has some old Roby stories. That's what I hear. I've never heard this.
2: I do I know either. that
1: one of our repeat guests, family friends of Andrew Roby and a Roby family, Randy Burrus, yeah. is really close to Bill yep, uh, Crawford and introduced me about 20 plus years ago. I can't wait to see what he's got to say. You said Dave McGuire said he has some crazy stories. I talked to him a little bit if yesterday. If Dave McGuire says somebody's got crazy
2: stories, they're probably not that crazy. Well, well Bill's awesome. <laughs> I mean, just a great guy. Fun to be around. Um, awesome customer service. I mean, we, we really good. love our relationship. So he helps Walmart. us with our vehicles. Yes, sir. He sure uh, does.
1: That's good. Well, I can't wait. And he's a Charlotte legend uh, when we return. You're listening to At Home with Roby. We have Bill Crawford with Wilmar when we return.
2: Welcome back at home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services. On Trent Haysen from the Roby Family of Companies. We are your host. If you missed the first segment, go back check us out on our podcast. Uh, you can get it pretty much anywhere podcasts are found. Um, had a little fun on the first segment, Trent. We almost got to the end there and forgot to tee up our guests, but we got no, it. We didn't. We have like are you twenty making seconds. Up stuff? You were just with me. Like, we did not forget to tee our
1: guest up. It was like the biggest tee up in a month. If it if we would have forgotten,
2: it would we would have done a <laughs> very big disservice to Bill Crawford from Wilmar. And I think most people in Charlotte, especially if you listen to this station, WBT, you're familiar with Wilmar. Okay. Okay. Don't get, don't get caught sleeping. Don't get caught. I, I, all right. Bill, all right. how you doing, buddy?
0: I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank you for having me.
2: So, so I got I have to apologize to Bill real quick. So, during the week, we run uh, commercials that you you know this, and Bill Bill found out the hard way um, teeing up our guests, and and we we forgot to say the company that Bill represents, and that's Wilmar. We just said he was a local Charlotte legend, which is also true. But Bill, we we forgot to say the company name. So, uh, so our <laughs> bad on that one.
0: That's all right. That's okay.
2: Well, Bill, how you doing, man? How
1: I mean. You've been operating in this town for 20, 20 of my lifetimes. I mean, goodness yeah, gracious. Yeah.
0: And we'll be, um, we're, we're, we're coming up on 42 years wow. in January. Next month is just hard for me to believe. Uh, I, I don't think I'm that old, but uh, <laughs> I guess I am. Well,
1: well, everybody I know uh, that knows you is very fond of you. And as you know, uh, one of my very best friends in life, Randy Burris, my mentor, uh, Sings your praises and always has. I know y'all have done a lot of business, did a lot of business together. Uh.
0: His, uh, you know, his company. Uh, I started doing business before he got involved in it in 1973. So I've done business with that company for a long, long time, and doing business with him today, it's just, uh, it's been an incredible story. And he and his partner have been uh, great business friends. As a matter of fact, just really, absolutely super people, and and fun to be with.
1: I agree. Him, yeah, him um, and his partners. Rand, uh, yeah, James Potts, Randy Burris, and That's James right. Potts. So. And,
2: and, and Bill, really, you, you came to us through through Ron that, that came from that company over, over to Roby, um, and, and we're so glad that, that that we get to work with you on a day in day out basis. I always tell people, Mike, this guy answers his phone on the first ring. Every t-. it's unbelievable. Um, it's uncanny. And maybe just do that for us, but I bet you'd do it for everybody.
0: Well, we've uh, you know. The reality is, is years ago we made cold calls, and if you somebody called you and you got in touch with them in two or three days, you know that was fine. And now, if you haven't responded in about ten minutes, everybody's upset. So, know. you know, everybody we do business with has our cell phones. I mean, that's right on down to our office manager and the the lady who runs our DMV office. Um, everybody everybody has a cell phone, and we take calls twenty four seven, and it it's just kind of sometimes you get a call at... 9 o'clock at night, and uh, and uh, for example, president of a company called me at 9 o'clock one night about a year ago, and I'd uh, delivered a, a Honda to his daughter. Uh, I just bought it for his daughter um, about eight months or a year before, and he said, for Christmas, I want to give her uh, heated seats. Can you put heated seats in it? <laughs> and I said, yes, so here we are, you know, on a Saturday night at 10 o'clock, talking about heated seats in a Christmas present. Always interesting.
1: Well, so t- why don't you tell us I- – I'll be honest with you, Bill. You took my, my job because I used to be the car buyer. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing uh-huh. better than oh. going in and buy negotiate a car. I did is, is too. No, I no. Ha- I hate that job, but but but, oh. but when I was a when I was a wee young man, I it, <laughs> I, it made my feathers stick up a little bit cuz I thought I, I thought I was cool but I, 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 I
2: like doing it when I first started Roby Services too, but the, the problem is back then we didn't know what we were doing and we we're <laughs> we bought some crap if it had a hundred thousand miles it was for us Yeah.
0: <laughs> well i know y'all uh, you know that was really how we got started years ago yeah. is, um, we we would sell y'all off-lease vehicles.
2: <laughs> yeah we had off-lease
0: vehicles coming out of smith Turpin irrigation red ones and uh, yeah. <laughs> i think y'all bought every red one we ever had turned in <laughs> yeah we, we
1: we we went through waves we 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 bought brand new every every vehicle. Then we grew, and we had to buy used vehicles. We went a little extreme on the used. Then it caught up with us. But uh... but those
2: were good times. We get through. Your dad would always seem to be in the bunch. We would get two or three guys and hop in a truck, right out to wherever we had to pick them up, and you know, two two poor saps had to drive these things back to the shop. And hopefully all four wheels were still intact when they got back. There's a more efficient way to do it. It's Bill, It's Wilmar. It's Wilmar. So well, Bill,
0: we've moved. We've moved you along from that. Now, now we're we're only putting in new stuff. And thank you. Well,
1: well, Randy Burris told me in in the early 2000s he was coaching me, and he said, "How many vehicles do you have?" And I, I don't, seventy or eighty at the time. We were very vehicle heavy to our size of company, but this it was our model. And he said, you buy them all new and you buy them all cash. And he said, and you don't make any money. You're broke. <laughs> he said, you're a car lot. <laughs> he said, what are you doing? He said, think about if I grew my business that way, you know, I would have never ha- had any money for my for my business or my family. So uh, that perspective is a fine balance of of managing your assets and your leverage. Uh with an expert like yourself, and, and figuring out the best way to do things.
2: Yeah, yeah, Bill. Tell us how you how you got started doing this. I know you have a really you were, you you started the story when I was with you last time uh, in the conference room there, and I was like, no, no, this would be perfect for the radio. Um, well, you're... the uh, I, uh,
0: I when I got out of the navy, I um, when I graduated from University of Florida, I went in the navy, and I was in the for active duty for about almost four years. And my first job was in a full-service truck leasing company in Orlando, and um, I I got transferred up here because uh, um, uh, Ivy's department store um, was looking for somebody to handle their vehicles here, and so we opened up our first office in Charlotte, and I came and and did that, and I did that. Through the fuel embargo in 1975, it was just a nightmare. Mm. And um, after a couple of years of doing that and getting calls in the middle of the night where a truck driver knocked his rearview mirror off and I had to go out there and help him at 2 o'clock in the morning, uh, I decided to get in what was called back then the finance leasing business, which meant that um, was actually mostly company sales cars and light duty trucks. And I went to work for a small company here, did that for five years and. Uh We ran into some issues because uh my my pay kept getting changed every time I started making money. something happened that changed, and so I departed uh on uh uh in the end of at Halloween in nineteen seventy nine and started Wilmar in uh January of nineteen eighty Wow and he owed me a lot of money and uh I just bought a house and I had no cash. And so to start Wilmar, I I cashed uh, $800 of my children's $25 savings bonds that my parents had given my three children. And uh, I used $400 getting a name and everything done. And so if you looked at our financial statement today, we capitalized it at $400. And uh, the other side of that is in uh, 2004, I transferred the business to my children, who were all in the business at that time. Two of them are still in there, and uh, I went from four hundred dollars, and uh, I was personally guaranteed for forty-five million dollars. So, Goodness gracious! <laughs> it went, it went, its a—you know—it's kind of a rags to riches. I didn't have any money, but I owed a lot of money.
1: <laughs> Goodness gracious, boy! You
0: isn't that something?
1: Yeah, that is a. That is a cool story because growing up, my dad used to always talk about how bad the '70s were. You know, he said inflation was, you know, uh, crazy. Uh, interest rates were 18 percent, and gas lines were a mile and a half long. You couldn't. You just talked about the yeah. fuel embargo. You talked about having a house loan, mortgage payment. How much was your first mortgage payment?
0: I, I think it was like 12 or 14 percent when I started Wilbar, The interest rates were 20 percent, and you said, "Well, how did anybody do that?" But you know, wow. everybody was paying the same thing. Yeah. yeah. And, of course, it started coming back down, but uh, it was uh, it was an interesting time. And, uh, uh, you know, I started, um, when I started uh, to become an automobile dealer, you had to have an office 10 by 10. And I didn't have one, and and I, I was going to church with a good friend of mine by the name of Bob Burns, who was a surveyor. And he had an empty office uh, in the old USF&G building on the corner of Providence, the United uh, Province Road and uh, Sharon Amity and he let me put a phone in a file cabinet, put my name on his door huh. and I got inspected and that's how I got that's how I got my license to do business. But I actually worked out of my daughter's bedroom because I'd just given her a phone. This was before cell phones, gave her a phone, but she didn't need it during the day she was in school, so I used her phone <laughs> to run the business. And that's how that's how I got started. That is so cool amazing
1: amazing that is no that is that is awesome i mean turn back the clock i can't wait we're so we're at that starting business 1980 you got a house you got a 10 by 10 and you're using your daughter's uh phone so (laughs) yeah bill bill Bill, we're gonna go pay some bills hang tight we're coming back we got a cliffhanger for these folks listening to bill crawford from wilmar on at home with roby
2: Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services, along with Trent Haston from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts. I say this at the beginning of every segment, but I really, really mean it this time. If you missed the last couple of segments, go back. Uh, this is the first time that we have had an entrepreneur come on the show that had to sell savings bonds given to them by their parents for their kids to start a business. And that is a phenomenal story. And we're here with Bill Crawford from Wilmar. Um, Bill, we were talking a little bit about the break and he said, Hey, um, I have a Robichek story, which, you know, those who don't know who maybe uh, Andrew Roby is Andrew Robichek. Yep. Um, we have a running joke at the office that anybody that calls and asks for Mr. Roby, um, we send them to a, a mysterious extension that takes them to nowhere because there was never a Mr. Roby. I mean, Trent, I'm, I'm telling the story. What well, was is, Mr. Robichek? Robichek. But he Check. was Roby. But his last name was not I mean, Roby. I think he changed his name. to a,
1: Andrew changed the uncle of Dr. Francis Robichek. Did change his name. I think he did change his name. Probably had to, based on... Now, all I, no, I, actually, I'm incorrect. I, I'm incorrect. His children are Robicheks. Right. Actually. I, I, I beg to differ.
2: He, there is no Robichek. You are correct. He Americanized the business name. <laughs> I get one gold star. Awesome. Um, and so, Bill, yesterday you told me about this a little bit, and Trent's never heard this, which I think is great, and I didn't get to hear the whole story, but there's there's some tie-ins with you, Wilmar, and the Robicheks. Yes, uh, and it's an
0: interesting... Um, Dr. Francis Robichek, which was a world-renowned oh, yeah. uh, heart surgeon here in Charlotte, um, and his daughter, Francis, same name, young lady, um, was a good friend of my son's, and uh, they went to country day school. My, my wife taught there, and she was also the middle school guidance counselor, so I knew the family. But um, when I first got into the leasing business, we leased to uh, Dr. Robichek. And I'm not sure if i will going to get the color right, but he always got a Buick Park Avenue, and it was always white. And he got one in for years, and he'd get one about every two years. And uh, one year, uh, this is back in the 1970s, uh, uh, he called and said, uh, uh, you know, I want to change colors. Uh, I'm going to get a blue one. And um, we said, whoa, um, you know, is this going to be okay? And he says, well, my wife's not happy about it, but he said, I'm getting blue. And so we ordered him a blue Buick Park Avenue, and his wife called <laughs> sometime when she heard about that, and she said, he's not driving a blue Park Avenue, we have white. Well, the blue one came in, and about 3 o'clock that afternoon, we delivered it to him, and about 8 o'clock that night, we went to his house and picked it up. <laughs> his wife said he wasn't going to have it, so we picked up this blue Park Avenue, I him a white one. So uh I'm not sure what that says about uh, the family relationship, but uh he he didn't get a blue park avenue. <laughs>
1: you you know what I, I know it. Uh oh, better find a Mako. Yeah. I think you went to the paint to the paint shop. <laughs> we, oh,
0: so at eight o'clock at night, you know, we were there picking up. Listen. from his house. <laughs> listen,
1: if he's only going to keep it for two years, a cheap paint job is going to last. Yeah, right. Unbelievable. <laughs>
2: that is, well, oh, yeah.
0: We couldn't repaint it. <laughs> we had to get him a brand new one in the right color. And so, um, you know, that's one of those sales lessons you learn. You know, early, early in your career, you want to. Uh, um, you listen to the wife.
2: <laughs> we, we we call that what is that? That's called a one legger when when one only one of the de- decision makers is around and not both. You ever heard that before? That's an old sales term.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Happy wife, oh, happy we, life. Right. Yeah.
2: So so Bill, how long did you drive that Blue Park Avenue? <laughs> <laughs>
0: to tell you the truth, I'm not sure what we did with that Blue Park Avenue, but uh, anyway. Uh, I'm sure we put, somebody else got behind the wheel and
2: repurposed. Uh, that's what we call it. it yeah, it, it,
0: it worked out. It worked. You know, <laughs> the important thing is is you got to keep everybody happy. You yes, sir.
1: Happy. I heard that. So, 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 Bill, tell us what Wilmar's business model is today yeah, in the evolution. Because you talk about leasing, talk about finding vehicles, talk. You know, I know you have sold or traded some vehicles.
0: Yeah. I, well, I, um, you know, we started off it, back in the early days in this business was called the finance leasing business. And basically what we did is somebody called and said, I want a Chevrolet Impala. And, uh, you know, we went out and got it. And, or they needed a pickup truck. And as time went by, we transitioned from just being a finance uh, leasing company to uh, being what's called a full service fleet management company. I I hate to use the term fleet because most people don't think about, uh, their vehicles is being. Deployed. We're in the commercial vehicle business, and basically what we do is we still finance vehicles. but like last month, half of the vehicles that we handled, we didn't lease, we actually went out and bought for a company, bought for companies, upfitted them or did whatever, and then uh, turned around and either sold them to them or let them finance it through a banking relationship that we have. So um, from going into just finding vehicles and leasing a Chevrolet Impala or a Ford Taurus, um, now we're into fleet management. um, We're into maintenance management, fuel cards, consulting. Um, Basically, we help people make good decisions about vehicles. That's really what it comes down to. Uh, But we're just very different because we get involved in things that – Nobody else does. And I'll give you an example. Uh, we signed a new business about uh, three or four months ago and found out that they were getting ready to buy another company in Spartanburg. And uh, the the guy who's buying the business uh, uh, had some questions about the fleet of vehicles. Uh, there in Spartanburg, their condition. And so we volunteered to go down to Spartanburg on a Saturday morning. And we appraised, we took pictures and appraised every single vehicle by the mileage. And we put a value on it for him so he knew it was buying. And in that particular case, um, we didn't charge him anything. Um, we provided the service because he's buying the company. We'll probably end up leasing all those vehicles to him in, in the long run. But, um, you know, I just don't know anybody who does that kind of thing. And to be honest with you, I could tell you stories uh, all afternoon about the things that we do that are a little bit different. Our philosophy is we'll do anything a customer asks us to do as long as it makes sense. And it's not against the law, so that's been <laughs> that's been kind of the byline from us uh, and the Weeby Promise. Uh, it's he been, was going to uh, ask you about that, working, and we advertise on BT for years, um, advertised the Weeby Promise, which is uh, working in your best interest. Mm-hmm. So um, we found out if uh, if you're always working in your client's best interests, you know that's that's going to be in your best interest, and you have a chance for a long term relationship. And as you know. That's
2: what it's all about. Well, to give you a testimonial, I mean <clears throat> Bill, it, it just in our business and I know we're, you know we're not your biggest client, I know that, but, but it, it, Trent mentioned earlier, we used to go buy these vehicles. Uh, we, we would buy them used and we didn't know. We were replacing transmissions and replacing engines and having all kinds of issues in, in our world in, in most people's world that, that operate out of a vehicle, which is I mean all of our technicians and, and, and superintendents all I mean their, their truck is their office. And so, essentially, what what we would do is we would go buy these things, right? And, and we weren't being smart about it because we didn't know. And then we'd have to take them to get the ladder rack put on. Then we'd have to take them to get the the bulkheads put on, all the shelving. Then we'd have to take them to get logoed, and it it, it would take so much time, uh, and energy, and effort. Where where you all are, are the easy button for a vehicle? We just say, hey, we need another, you know, utility truck four door, and and you, you just take it from there, which is. Uh, it's been a very, very big benefit for us, and you guys have really helped us save money and a ton of time. And the Weeby Promise, I can be firsthand tell you—you you know, anybody listening—that's not just something y'all say; that's that's how you live. Um, and you can just tell just by just by interacting with you, Bill.
0: Right. Well, you know, um, I think if you interviewed, and we've done this from time to time over the years, if you talk to people about. Well, what's one of the major reasons that um, they do business with us and they stay with us? And we have lots and lots of clients who've done business with us, you know, for 40 years and even before that. But uh, is they say it's just convenience. We try to do the hip, uh, the heavy lifting. Um, what we like to do is, uh, well, in your particular case, we met with Ron and then with David and uh, and Patrick. And uh, we determined what the exact specifications were for your different utilizations. So we have that set up in a a file. And so when he calls up and says he needs a handyman vehicle, uh, he doesn't need to go reinvent the wheel. We know exactly what that is. And uh, we get it, and we do all the things that you just talked about, and we deliver it to you and hand you the keys, and it's licensed and ready to go, and you drive off. And so we just try to make it easy because everybody's busy.
2: I didn't even I didn't even mention the registration title and all that process that you guys handled for us. I mean, that, that was remember Brenda Miss, Miss Brenda who worked with us would have to go down to the DMV. I mean, it was just it was it was a chore.
0: We're we're a DMV office, which is uh, really remarkable. And uh, aside from just doing that, we we have customers calling up and asking us to get a, their boat trailer license tag for them and their daughter's car, and you know, uh, we're just here and. Uh, We're having a lot of fun with it. And I I just have to say, while I've got you, we just have an extraordinary group of people. Um,
2: uh,
0: Aside from my son, Scott, who runs a business, my son, David, who has a really unique position in the upfitting business and customer service. Um, You know, Emmett Isle is our national sales manager. And his family owned young Ford here for years and years and years. And he's been with us eight or nine years. And he knows everybody in the world. Went to the Citadel um, has an uncanny ability of uh, detail. Uh, he's a salesman, but I think uh, I think his background is accounting and um, extraordinary um, customer service, remembering people's names and and Mike Lynch. Uh, it's an interesting story. Mike uh, was the uh, CFO of our largest account twenty two years. We had over twelve hundred vehicles with him, and the company was sold and uh, he lost his job. And after being on the receiving end of, uh, um, you know, our service, leasing all these vehicles for over 22 years, uh, he asked he wanted to come to work for us. Um, and this has added to just a unusual and remarkable perspective. And then, you know, the other people who are selling for us and our administrative staff, we don't have much turnover. People have been here a long time and that's another benefit. The same as y'all, uh, yeah. People have been there a long time. Uh, they depend on you, and uh, not much turnover. And you don't have to relearn everything. The customer, you know, doesn't have to teach a new guy a new trick every time uh, there's a turnover. We just don't have that. So um, it's been good. It's a uh, great fun, and we we enjoy what we're doing. And I, I'd like to say, uh, one of our clients asked us one time before, why. Are, why should we do business with Wilmar? And I'd been thinking about that, and I just looked at him and I said, you know, it's because we care. You know, same as you folks. We just care about doing a good job and, uh, uh, you know, just being who we are. And uh, we know a lot of stuff about vehicles. No, don't know much about anything else, but we know an awful lot about vehicles and vehicle operations.
1: Well, well, Bill, Wilmar, that's awesome stories. Thank you for being here. Uh, you're listening to At Home with Roby.
2: Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services. I'm Trent Haston from the Roby family of companies. Man, oh man, Trent, that was awesome. Uh, Bill Crawford, founder of Wilmar, January 1st, 1980. Wow. I just want
1: to know how many people he left out. He started naming people. That's the that's a radio no no, Bill Crawford. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm telling you, old school, <laughs> the passion's yes. there. He loves his people, and I agree. Business lesson of the day: little turnover, longevity. I mean, you know, I came into this business uh, 21 years ago, f- full full time out of college, and you know, we grew and hiring hiring younger people, and and you don't realize until you get. Th- rock stars with tenure how how much that means to your business and how much we talk about this some. How much every day of tenure yes. adds to the ability to run a run a smooth business for your clients.
2: Well, it always it brings me back. To, we always talk about Art Williams, just do it. His speech, and you got to love on people. They're wearing a big sign it says "Love on me." You know what I mean? And that and that is so true. And it, and I know Bill does that with his team, and it's something that, that we've really yeah. embraced. Also, it's I, mean, I think
1: we try to. I mean, try to love on everybody. Uh, but but yeah, it's fun to have. That's what makes it go around. I mean, yesterday, we do some business with Walter Bridgman, uh, a lot of business, uh, remetics, restoration. And uh, yesterday, we had an open house yesterday uh, yep. at at the parking shop. Go check it out, uh, 3500 Wilkerson Boulevard. Simenini's already has their office in there, Simonini Homes, Allen Simonini Homes. Old Dominion, been on the show. Old Dominion. The DeVue uh, Brothers, Yeah. That we're building out their office, and we have a lot of space available. So go check it out, little plug on Parking Shop. It's really awesome uh, on Wilkinson Boulevard, right, right beyond west of Old Steel Creek Road, um, headed R- to the airport on R- the right, right across there. from
2: Sumters. It's been there forever.
1: Please go check it out. But anyway, Walter Bridgman stopped by, and we were talking about s- struggles in business, but that's what that's the reward in it, right? And, and the people, and, and doing it with the people, and. and and having a culture where everybody wants to do it for the people. So uh, w- when you have a culture of people that want to help their peers, uh, it's, it's fun.
2: It's a lot of fun. I mean, especially it's fun when you when – you, and we talk about this all the time, Trent, when you have somebody that – that you see has the potential, and they might not even see that they have the potential, and you watch them fulfill that potential, and they get to a place that they never thought they could get to in their mind. There's nothing better in the world than that feeling, and you know, we're very fortunate in the positions that we are with our, with our company that we get to help nourish that. No, we did something last Saturday. Uh,
1: You know, we've always prided ourselves on having a good Christmas party, holiday party. Uh, And and this year, Christian decided, Christian, our boss, uh, decided to mix it up and do it it Saturday at our office, which is across the street here at the Biltmore Dairy uh, Union. Banks-Wilson let us use this combined patio. It worked great. So much The longer. weather was awesome. It was like seventy degrees. It was so cool uh, yeah. to see everybody out having fun with their family. The camaraderie that we don't get to see every day—it uh, was amazing. So,
2: well, I mean, especially now, it's always been. But culture is dang near everything in a business. I mean, no. it, it is so. If you're if you're trying to work on something in your company that can have an immediate impact, start with your culture.
1: I agree, and uh, and banks, uh, you, you know. I went into Carolina Family Restaurant this morning, and Banks was in there, and we sat down. I said, he said, sit with me, and we started talking, and the first thing he said was, how was your party? And he he was excited that we were able to use the space, so uh, it's awesome. Well, thank you for joining us today. We hope you have a wonderful Sunday. I know the Panthers are back in action, Uh, so go Cats. Hopefully, you can come off that break, not that rusty. Go do the golden rule. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Have a wonderful day.